0: And we join him right now with today's message.
1: You see this asterisk and this asterisk? Those two books were both written by Luke. Luke wrote Luke and Luke wrote Acts. And I want you to write this down. Acts is the first book after the four Gospels. Write that down. It's the first book after the four Gospels. It's a history of the New Testament church. And if you're sitting here today and you're a believer, you are a part of the New Testament church. Okay? I'll explain that a a, a little more in just a few moments. But Luke writes both luke and acts so luke this guy here he he was a doctor how many of you have a doctor how many of you don't have a doctor you need a doctor (laughs) luke this guy here was a, a, a tax collector no or he was a fisherman but luke was a doctor so dr luke what do you know about doctors they're very exact they don't say, well, here's kind of what I think you ought to do. Oh, they're very detailed. So Luke, being a doctor, he writes everything that Jesus, his life. And then, at this point, he writes a second book. So, so the book of Luke is part one. The book of Acts is part two. How many of you are tracking with me? What I want you to do, write this down. Acts is a written record of the disciples' full filling of the great commission the entire book of acts the fifth book of the new testament is a written record of the disciples doing these four things right here so jesus tells them right before he goes fellas i'm out of here i did my job i went to the cross i died i was buried i resurrected now i'm going back and uh, what i want you to do while i'm gone i'm coming back but while i'm gone i want you to go make disciples baptize them and teach them to obey and then jesus leaves and then as you read the book of acts what you see are those disciples doing the things that jesus asked them to do now turn to page 19 on the left-hand side, page 19, is kind of a general walk through the book of Acts. They start in Acts 1:15. They only got 120 people. That's all there are. Everybody else left. They saw Jesus die. They were gone. There's 120 people. Then, in Acts 2, verse 41... Some three thousand people come, give their life to the Lord, and they're all baptized. Let's give them a hand. Okay. This booklet is actually dedicated to those three thousand people. And then, by the time you get to Acts two forty seven, the Bible says they were having daily conversions. What does that mean? That means folks weren't just getting saved on Sunday. There were people getting saved on Monday, people getting saved on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What? It wasn't just once a week. It was happening every day. And by the time you get to Acts four four, the Bible says that there were five thousand men that were saved. We went from three thousand. Now there's five thousand. And if we just, you know, they used to count. Ladies, don't be offended by this. They used to just count men. But we figure they had wives so now you're up to 10,000 they probably had a couple kids so by the time you get to acts 4-4 there's probably 15 20 30,000 christians by then they started off with just 120 how was the church growing so rapidly well the disciples were fulfilling jesus's last commission to go make disciples and baptize them now if you look down at Acts 9 verse 42 It says that there were many in Joppa everybody say Joppa. Joppa There were many in Joppa which is right outside Tel Aviv Many people in Joppa were were they believed in the Lord If you go down to Acts 11, verse 21, it says, A great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Acts eleven twenty four 24, a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Acts 14, verse 21, a large number of disciples. In other words, it's basically saying, Hey, there were a bunch of people that got saved that day. However, in the book of Acts, Go to page 20 in your notes there's a chart there there are 10 what we call conversion stories in the book of acts this is where luke the doctor gives a written detailed description of exactly what happened to that person for example next weekend when we baptize hundreds of people you'll be able to say hey you should have been at shepherd Uh, there were lots of people that got saved Okay, there could be 300, there could be 400. What if we had 3,000? That would be cool. But that doesn't tell you, if I say, hey, a bunch of people got baptized or a bunch of people believed in the Lord, it doesn't tell you the details of what happened to that individual. But 10 times in the book of Acts, Luke, the doctor, writes a detailed description of exactly what happened to them thus this chart the bible and we'll talk more about this next week the bible talks about believing it talks about repenting it talks about confessing it talks about being baptized and so we put this chart together so that you can sit down and read these 10 conversion stories and you can put the check marks where they belong to know what they did to be saved So, for example, the very first one, the 3,000. You read through the text. And you'll see that it it says it in the text. It's in the text that they believed. Put a check mark there. It says that they repented. You weren't there. But Luke was there. And Luke is writing all this down. They believed. They repented. It does not say that they confessed. Do you know that? You say, how do you know that? Because I read the story. (laughs) Now, did they confess? Well, I assume they did. I I, I don't know what happened. All I know is that Luke, the doctor, says that they believed and they repented and that they were baptized. I do know that because that's what's written down. Then you go to the Samaritans in Acts 8 there you read it you don't need the preacher you read it it says that they believed. oh put a check mark put a check mark because that's what they did not the Californians the Samaritans (laughs) now it does not say that they repented so you can't put a check mark down there did they repent well I, I I I I think they did I wasn't there. All I know is that Luke said that they believed and that they were baptized. So check, put two checks there. Don't make stuff up. You check what the Bible says. How many many of you are with me so far? So I want you to do the whole chart. In fact, I'm going to give you a head start. Show the next slide. (laughs) As quickly as you can. Come on, put those check marks in there. I want you this next week to sit down and study these 10 conversion stories and you double check. And you can actually put a double check if you want. And you'll see in every single case, in every single case, every person that we have a a detailed story, like the Ethiopian eunuch or Saul of Tarsus Cornelius this is not hey people at Joppa believed no when you look at the story study the story of Lydia and see what she did and my conclusion you say what's your conclusion Well, my conclusion is that every single one of them, the only thing that is common in all ten is that they were all baptized. It's a record of the disciples fulfilling, obeying Jesus' command to go into the whole world, make disciples, and to baptize them. Right? But we've got to go back to this question. Even though every conversion story in the book of Acts, they were baptized. Preacher, do I still have to be baptized? Do I, do I need to do this? You come back next week. <laughs> but I want to tell you a couple things. When when i read this is me not you but when i read all those passages on page 31 all when i read just read all the passages on baptism and then i study which we have that moment where jesus as he initiates his ministry is baptized and and the voice of god says this is my son with whom i'm well pleased and the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus at his baptism. And then his last words were to go into the whole world, make disciples, and baptize people into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then when I read through the book of Acts, where the, the disciples that were there that heard those words as they traveled the known world and the unknown world. And every single conversion story in the book of Acts, they were baptized. And I look at the eight consequential divine connections that we looked at in week two of our series. I'm just telling you, I cannot tell you that the words cannot come out of my mouth that it has nothing to do with salvation. Now maybe you can say that. I'm just telling you, I can't. And the exact same thing is true. When I read all those passages, I cannot tell you, oh, no, that's how you get saved is if we get you dumped. If I believed, if I believed that if I could baptize you that that would mean you're saved, I just want you to know I'd have ten guys and we'd grab you right now and bring you over here and throw you in here. You'd be yelling, you'd be swinging, many of you would be cussing, you'd be biting, and we'd just grab you and we'd just throw you in there. If I, if I believe getting you baptized saved you, if, if I believe sprinkling saved you. How many of you were? How many of you were sprinkled when you were a baby? Raise your hand. It's okay. I told you half this church is Catholic. Look, look, raise them, raise them up again. Look around. Okay, it's not just you. But if I believe sprinkling saved you, I'd get the entire youth group. I'd give them each a squirt gun. We'd go over here to the baptistry, and would fill the squirt guns up with holy water and then I would take the kids down to Northridge Mall we'd go up on the second level and I would instruct those kids as people walk by you just say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and you squirt them so I don't believe getting you dunk saves you. So, Pastor, what do you believe? You've got to come back next week. <laughs> now, the number one argument that I've been told my whole, I hear it everywhere, on why I don't need to be baptized. There's one argument that everybody gives. And the argument is, Whoops. Are you with me? The argument is. What about the thief on the cross? That guy was never baptized. You'd be correct. So that means I don't have to be baptized. No, that'd be a wrong conclusion there on your behalf. I want, to, I want you to understand something uh, theological. That at this point, Jesus had never, ever sinned. He, he did not deserve to be up. Now, the thief on the cross, he deserved to be up there. And that day, he said to the Lord, remember me. And Jesus turned to the thief on the cross and said, today, you will be with me in paradise. That is grace. We see... grace given to that thief on the cross. What you need to understand is a couple things. One is the very fact that Jesus is on the cross is grace to you. But theologically speaking... Jesus hasn't died yet. He hasn't been buried yet. And he hasn't resurrected. That won't take place for three more days. And under the old covenant, under the old law, that found a person guilty by the law, even in the old covenant, Jesus was giving grace towards that thief on the cross. Amen? Amen. 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 You and I do not live on that side of the cross we do not even live in the same dispensation as the thief on the cross you and i live on this side of the cross all right it's still grace it's still grace we'll explain that more next week but you can't use the fact that the thief was never baptized uh, as a as a proof text that i don't need to be baptized because that's a whole different set of situation and circumstances because the church that you and i are part of doesn't even begin till after the death after the burial after the resurrection after the ascension and not until the disciples are in the upper room and the holy spirit falls and fills them with the gift of the holy spirit and they then go out page 19 in your book and these ordinary unschooled uneducated men They turn the world upside down, going, making disciples and baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I should stop while I'm ahead. But the question is, what happens if I decide to get baptized and I die? I have a heart attack while I'm back here I'm walking over here and I have a heart attack right here. What happens to me? I don't know. There's only one person that knows the answer to that question. Well, you say, well, here's what I think. Well, I I appreciate what you think and I I can tell you what I think. But there's only one person who really knows the answer to that question. I, I argued with someone last night. Well, this is what I think. Yeah, but you're not God. What happens to the person who says, okay, I'm going to do it, but they never get around doing it, and they, they die? What happens to that person? Only, only God knows. Now, as I've studied the Scriptures, do you know most times God does the opposite of what I think? <laughs> you ever thought about that? I mean, because a lot of times God is this very, sometimes God is very strict, like the ark of the covenant which was the presence of god god said you're not supposed to touch it and it started to fall and was going to crash and some guy reached out to study study it and help it from crash and god struck him dead like oh god chill out he was just trying to help you (laughs) i wouldn't have struck that guy dead but did god yeah ananias and sapphira in the new testament they lied about what they gave. No one's in here ever lied about what you gave. <laughs> but they lied. They actually sold some land and brought it to the church. Here's some money. But it wasn't, what they, it wasn't the full amount of what they said they gave. And God struck them. God, chill out. They gave a gift. Why are you striking them dead? And sometimes... I see a situation where I think, God, you need to really come down hard on that person. God says, no, 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 you go and sin no more. So I cannot tell you what God is going to do or not do. He's God. It's not my job to tell you. My job is to tell you what's in the Bible. And the Bible says that Jesus said to go into the whole world, make disciples and baptize them. My job is to tell you that. The judging and all that, that's up to God. I will never argue with you ever on at what point are you saved. Is it when I step out? Is it when I walk down here? Is it when I walk down into the water? Is it when my head goes under the water? Is it when my head comes up out of the water? Is it when I walk out of the baptistry? Is it when I get all wiped off dry? At what point am I saved? Listen, only God knows At what point your faith is put into his grace. God knows at that point. And that's when you're saved.
0: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our anchored journal a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777 The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website liftupjesus.com That address again is liftupjesus.com Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today. On Wednesday, January 25th, Shepherd Church presents The Passion Play, a dramatic retelling of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the first time ever, The Passion Play will air on broadcast television this Easter. On January 25th, Shepherd Church will be doing a live recording that is open to the public. Admission is free. We hope to pack the house as we prepare to present the gospel message. See you January 25th at 7 p.m. for the Passion Play. For more information, visit passionplaylive.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.